This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, September 15th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. It's not easy to feel sorry for a business that fails because the government subsidies ran out because of a change in political winds, but it is worth some consideration to investors. Jim Harper, Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, says that investors in so-called green tech and other subsidized industries should be wary about plunking down their investment dollars without considering subsidy risk. Investments hinge on different things, like whether or not something is a good investment hinges on lots of things. Tax code is one of them. Uh, You know, certain realities of the marketplace are one. And in the case of a lot of energy, subsidies matter a great deal. Absolutely. When business people are contemplating what they're going to do, how they're going to move forward, one way of characterizing what they do is they balance various risks. Will the product meet consumer demand? Are the inputs to the product available and is there a reliable supply? It's all about uh, minimizing risk to to maximize profit. A few years ago, I went to a venture capital conference in California where the Vogue, uh, the the focus of discussion was on green tech. And I was struck at the time that uh, people that venture capital firms that were going into green tech were blithe in their consideration of what subsidies might do in that field. A lot of more optimistic for the field, maybe even ignoring some fundamentals like the need for a product that satisfies a a demand of society. They were putting aside the fundamentals because they anticipated a great deal of subsidy. They referred to it obliquely as political will behind the green tech industry. And I asked some questions at the conference of people who who I think should have known better. Um, how, How do you assess subsidy risk? And their answers just were insufficient from my point of view. And a a coda to that story, a a bookend to it, if you will, is in the um, July-August edition of Foreign Affairs, where David Victor and Cassia Janosek write about the crisis in clean energy. Uh, Among other problems with the the clean energy vogue is the fact that it relies on subsidy. And particularly in the United States, federal subsidies are uneven, and they come and go uh, for a variety of reasons, not only uh, because or perhaps foremost because the Congress itself is unstable with budgeting and planning for for fiscal years. They conclude that Silicon Valley venture firms are scaling back or even canceling their clean tech investment arms. So a few years later, they're coming to realize that subsidy risk is something they failed to account for, and they probably should have. And it's never clear uh, at the outset what part of the market – I mean, if you're from the outside looking in, it's not necessarily clear – What's driving the investment? One way that I think about how markets work is it's kind of parallel to how walking works. If you think about walking, people actually place themselves into a forward fall, and then they swing a leg forward and catch themselves. They place themselves into another forward fall, swing a leg forward and catch themselves. That's kind of how markets work. There's some kind of pain in society. There's some kind of unmet demand, and that is sort of the forward fall. The market responds by throwing a leg forward. A new innovation satisfies that demand, lowers prices, improves quality, whatever it may be. Subsidy is like putting a bigger shoe on one foot. It's going to throw off the gate of, of the marketplace. So investors might, might put more money into something because they believe subsidy is coming. Other investors might avoid longer legs, if you will, to extend an analogy a little too far. 
they might with, withhold investment in a real breakthrough because the value of it is, is being suppressed by subsidy. So subsidy has a real destabilizing effect on market function, both in terms of subsidizing things that may not c- cause progress and suppressing investment in things that really will cause progress. The cry for subsidies can grow larger because of the investments that people made with the last round of subsidies. And that happens all the time. That certainly can. It's among the the dislocations that occurs in a subsidy environment. You certainly have subsidized industries. Get, they get good at asking for continued subsidies. And that, that, that market walking forward never happens. The steps get smaller and smaller and smaller, maybe, maybe even stop, because subsidy prevents... Um, new innovations. They do prevent pain points. That's that's a fair point. Uh, we have heavily subsidized telecommunication service in rural areas these days. And that, that ameliorates the high cost to people who live in rural areas of telecommunications. But because of that subsidy, vastly improved telecommunications options for them, such as broadband via satellite, for example, or WiMAX, long-distance Wi-Fi, if you will, those things haven't gotten hold because the subsidy to existing telecommunications infrastructure makes their pain less. More pain, falling forward, step forward, improve, everything gets better. Subsidy stops that. One thing to conclude about this episode with green tech, it's certainly not over, but we can treat it as such because before too long, Silicon Valley will, will know better. Uh, my friends in the tech community in Silicon Valley and, and elsewhere uh, tend to cast themselves as visionaries, seers, titans who are making the future. And in many cases they are because they're applying technology to problems and creating fantastic new products and services that make the world a better place. But many of them, they're lambs when it comes to Washington, D.C. They're ingenues. When they get involved, they think it works the way they learned about it in high school. This week, the House of Representatives Uh, saw introduction of a bill to pass a continuing resolution because Congress will not pass the annual spending bills by September 30th when it has to to start the new fiscal year. Agencies are sitting around. They can't plan because they don't know what budget they're going to have. Washington, D.C. is failing, and business people out in Silicon Valley don't seem to understand just how bad it is out here. Jim Harper is Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.